This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, gals, banana pals. <laughs> and non-binary banana pals. Guys, gals, and non-binary banana pals. That's a new addition, I think. Welcome to, I don't know, sixth, the fifth, the fifth bonus-ode? Fifth bonus-ode, maybe the fifth time we've recorded in person together, live from Kurt's kitchen living room table. My wife's out of town. The dogs will play. <laughs> Zelda's very excited that Scotty's here. <laughs> I don't talk about Zelda very much, but I do have a dog, uh, Mutt. She's heard her name. She's coming over because I'm always in my, I'm always in the uh, the old uh, garage when I record. So you're her kindly whimpering. She's <laughs> well fed and and loved. She just likes affection. She really truly does. Well, this is a ba 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 bonus ode. Bonus odes, your advice. You ask us questions. We give you bananas advice. Sometimes we re- read confessions. We do all kinds of things on these, but it's just we love doing the podcast. We love our bananas. So we said, let's give them more every month. Yeah, here it is. And right, and, and in the middle of this, we'll be interrupted by a kindly grandmother <laughs> from Craigslist. Oh, good. I have been. So my mom, you know, my mom. Uh, She'd say this was my high chair that I, I didn't and it's know that. Beautiful. It's okay. wooden. It was probably built by like a Quaker. It's bent wooden cane. It's huh. gorgeous. It's in perfect condition. It was my high chair, and my mom saved it all these in years. Yeah. And then, you know, she died, and then we found out Lauren was pregnant the next day. Insane. Insane. And, and beautiful in its own way. Of course, the circle of life, which is very painful. Mm. Samsara. <laughs> the circle of life is also Samsara, the circle of the wheel of suffering. And, <laughs> and so I, you know, moved this. I had it shipped. Good boy. This, this high chair and then this rocker this mm-hmm. rocking crib mm-hmm. and i've had them in my space yeah for uh 10 years seven years yeah a long time yeah and i just was like oh maybe you know when when uh, olive was born i was mm-hmm. like huh, uh the safety requirements of a 1970s like <laughs> changed a little bit. They, she could just slide right out the bottom sure. if she wanted to. Yes. Uh, especially when she was just like a little like blob. So we never used it for either of our kids. I didn't know that. Um, because it was just like, it was also so nice you almost didn't want kids to destroy it. Like yes. our high chair was disgusting. Yeah, you kids know? are gross. 
And so I just held on to it and held on to it and held on to it. And then I tried to put it on. And I was like, I got to get rid of it. I can't have yes, it. It's get literally rid like, of the past. It's okay. It's like literally in my office, like next to my desk, this fucking high chair from the, like, it's a, it's a haunted high chair. Yeah. It's like literally looks like a ghost child is in it yeah. the whole time. Couldn't sell it on eBay. Then tried to sell it on Craigslist for $25. No one would buy it on Craigslist for $25. Times are tough. Times are tough. <laughs> Nobody wants a haunted high chair. Nobody does. And I finally put it up for free today. And then this wonderful grandma was like, this will be great for my grandson. And I was like, you come and get it. I'll hold it for you. And, and, uh, and show it's been hours. Maybe she's a ghost grandma. <laughs> we don't know. I definitely turned out like four other people who wanted it because I was like, this grandma's on her way. I'm holding it for a grandma. Mm-hmm. So grandma should be calling us. Probably, hopefully, right in the middle of when we're listening to a voicemail. Yeah, I had a thing once, and I, I wanted to invent an invention when I was a waiter for seven years of waiting tables. Mm-hmm. That was, you know those things that they make for kids where it's like sticky plastic on the ground, and you put it under a high chair, and then all the food spills, and you just peel up the whole thing and throw it in the trash? No, well, but that I exists. love it. That's so smart. And That's like a, yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a rat trap, but for children's yeah. detr- detritus. I think the detritus <laughs> is exactly right. I think it was called, or we were going to call it a crumpster. Uh, but then mine, because when you serve in restaurants and you serve older folks, which especially in Brooklyn, I had to do a lot of, I wanted to do one for old people. Same thing that you would be like, oh, and you're sitting here, sir. And then there was a pattern thing underneath that looked like a red carpet or something special uh-huh. regal. Yeah. But then as soon as they left, you just peeled it up into a bag and we were going to call it the Gramster. <laughs> And the owner of Two Boots, Piper, laughed so hard at the idea of putting Gramsters out under old people. Like, here's your little throne, ma'am. Here's your throne, sir. Then when they leave, you just peel up all the spilled soup that they've dropped. But we never made the Gramster. But I think the Crumpster, or whatever it's really called, exists. It's a great idea. That's such a good idea. Also, um, Like, I know that there's a tipping point um, with the elderly, but from my experience Mm -hmm. as a a waiter, um, older people were always incredibly clean and neat. Was the opposite experience at Two Boots? Yeah, a a lot of places. Uh, Yeah, they would be... Yeah, I mean, I think there is is a... I think once you're over 80, maybe. Maybe that young old, like 60 to 70, that's young old. Yeah, yeah, young old. Even 60 to 80, that's young old. You're talking like 85 to 95. I'm talking old, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not old farts, old fucks. And that's Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn, 85 to 95 still go out for dinner. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, elderly people that die in New York City die in the middle of their normal day. (laughs) They've already... They've been up since sunrise. They cooked like bacon fat and white bread and ate it for breakfast. They already bothered somebody at a flower store. And then somewhere between the flower store, walking their little white sickly dog and getting like a decaf coffee, they die. It's, I mean, perfect. Yeah. What a life. What what a way to go. They live a long time there. I don't mind a routine. I Mm-mm. do not mind a routine. I, we have Sunday supper with Lauren's mom. Oh, it's the best. It's a, I've always wanted a routine. I don't know, because maybe like my life has no routine. It, my life as a comic had no routine that yeah. I, I craved it so much. Sunday dinner, Sunday supper is a true 
great thing for any family. Oh, I love it so much. So on bonus notes, what we do is we you call you you send us voice memos, voice messages Correct. on Instagram. Yes, at the Bananas Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and we will give you advice. And this one, this first one up is from Hannah, and okay. uh, I think it's a real, it's a, it's a good, light, fun one to start us off. New to right? me. I haven't Again, heard any of these. if you want advice. Mm-hmm. Bananas advice. It's not going to be great. Here it is. Hey, Kurt and Scotty. My name is Hannah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for some bananas advice, great. if you wouldn't mind. So I work in the medical field, and I wear scrubs every day. Uh, but I actually work in a lab. What I do is really cool. That's no good. No one has any idea about it. And everyone always just assumes that I'm a nurse. Whenever ah. people in public see me in my scrubs, they ask me if I'm a nurse. They straight up just assume that I'm a nurse. They tell me I'm a nurse. I have people that I've been friends with for years who are like, oh, well, you're a nurse, right? No, not a nurse. Never been a nurse. Don't know why no one ever assumes that I'm, I don't know, a doctor. Yeah. And so what I'm wondering is, is it okay in low-stakes situations with strangers to tell them, actually, I'm a doctor, to make them feel like a dick for assuming I'm a nurse? Let me know what you think. Yes. This is such a great question. This is a great starter offer. It's wonderful. Um, I think it's not even, not, not only I think we're both on the same page, yep. not only is it Easy, yes, of course. Say your of doctor. course. I think you should go one step further. <laughs> Me too. And carry a stethoscope in your pocket. <laughs> Ooh, good. And then you just pull it out and looking at them, put it over your your neck and say, "I'm a doctor, pal." But also, nurses do have stethoscopes. Sure, they do. <laughs> they do. They carry stethoscopes. But you do associate well. it with a yeah, doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. more. I think, yeah, take it a step further. I would go as far as. Print business cards. Business cards are so cheap to make. They're one of the great comedy props because you can put anything you want on them. Put that you're a doctor. I would say maybe dermatologist. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, I'm a dermatologist. Yeah. And then put the address on the card for your office and just pick a local Burger King Uh and say, right before you leave that conversation where they diminished you and said, oh, you know, we're assuming you're a nurse that you're not maybe a neurosurgeon. Yeah. Go, ooh, you know, why don't you come in for a free consultation, give them that card with all fake information on it, and just let them go to a Burger King (laughs) at some point. (laughs) Say, come by Friday at 3 p.m. Just send them to BK. (laughs) Let them be king for a day. You can be doctor for a five-minute interaction. (laughs) And also, on the flip side as well, um, oh, uh, that's maybe nope. Maybe okay. old. Nope. M- maybe get grandma? the gramster out. Is, is a grandma? Get the gramster out. Um, on the flip side of that as well, ain't no shame Mm-mm. in being a nurse. No, of course not. It's uh, great my job. mom was a nurse. Pays great. I love nurses so goddamn much. Me too. Um, great but, gig. But I understand where Hannah's coming from. It's definitely it's the, sexist. It's a default sexist question. I mean, the whole joke of Meet the Parents is that there's a male nurse, and they all can't get over the fact that Ben Stiller's character is a male nurse. Boy. What a joke. Yes, yeah, definitely lie to strangers. Blech. When I was a young, broke... 
valet and did in New York City. I would go out with my friends, and our lie would be that we were optometrists, which nobody believed, because <laughs> at 21, I looked 17, or that we designed fonts. And nobody believed the opt- optometrist part, but everybody believed that we were font designers, and we would just start listing font names. Yes. And people would be like, really? You did that? You'd be like, I did that. <laughs> I did that font? I made that font? It made them have a better night. It made us seem like we didn't have $45 in our bank accounts, which was definitely true. So yes, Hannah, lie to strangers. Don't lie to people you know and love. That's a good rule for life. I think that that's true. All right, here we go. Next one up. I love Coming these. Coming in hot. Great. Oh, also, here's, a, here's, here's something to say. I think I've gotten everybody uh, who's ask for advice if you ask for advice a little while ago it might have gotten buried at this point Mm -hmm. so please feel free to ask again here's one uh right now okay hey banana boys um i have a little bit of advice i need from you um my mother is a beautiful intelligent uh woman of 71 she has been dating on and off since i was eight so that's nothing new but i have never cared enough about the people that she was seeing to like think about how I should refer to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's been dating this guy for a year and a half now. And I like him a lot. Like he's really cool. And I talk about him to other people now. Um, But when I go to refer to him, I honestly like do not know what to call him. Mm -hmm. I call him her man (laughs) friend, her, the her partner, the guy she's been seeing. And then sometimes I'll call him her boyfriend. Right. But honestly, it feels weird. Okay. Here's another part. He's 22. (laughs) Man friend feels like he's a predator. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, if you think I need to get over it and just let be like, he's her boyfriend, call him that she's, you know, living her best life, whatever. Or if you want to come up with something totally weird and unique, I happily welcome that. Um, we have a pretty twisty sense of humor in my family anyway. And Good. I already, you know, said to him, you're not my dad and you never will be. And he, <laughs> he, he laughed. He's, he's got to see, he's cool. Like, I like him. I want to know what to call him though. His name's Larry, if that helps. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. Any advice would be appreciated. Um, this is a great question. Another great question. Another really great Well, congratulations for having a cool mom, but still dating and, and found a great guy that you like. That's yeah, awesome. 100%. Very cool. Um, and I'm just going to encourage you to think about mommy's fuck buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say it, but definitely think about it. <laughs> yeah, that would make a statement. <laughs> It gets to the point. It gets to the point. Uh, if you want to say Larry, mama's fuck. <laughs> mama's? Mommy. It's mommy. Mommy's fuck buddy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry, Larry, Larry. I mean, like, also, I, I think there is an argument in this world mm-hmm. that boyfriend is not only great, but, um, but really funny. It is. Yeah. Because they're older. They're older. We're assuming Larry's also in his 70s, let's assume. Also, what a treat for them. Yeah, to, boyfriend, to, girlfriend. Exactly, to be boyfriend, girlfriend. Sweethearts. 71, to be sweethearts. 
That's nice, I think. I think it's really nice. Okay, so fuck buddy. I would go with um, call him your mother's chariot. Uh-huh. I like this. Chariots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She rides him. She rides him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes for fun, sometimes to go into battle. Uh-huh. Uh, it's he'll old. He'll pick her up places. Yeah, he's taking her places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and he's an older guy. Also, Larry and Chariot, pretty close. Lariat. The Lariat, which is what? <laughs> That's like a lasso or something? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or a hat or something? It's something Larry, cowboy-esque. Larry the Chariot. I would say that's my mom's chariot. And if they go, what? You go, he picks her up. He takes her places. She gives him a ride. Sometimes good, <laughs> sometimes bad. But it also has days of old built into it. Uh-huh. And like nobody that. else is calling their person their chariot. And there is a sense of honor for some reason. <laughs> yes, it's chariot. regal and royal. It's regal and royal, which if, is what your mom deserves. If Larry or your mom are Greek um, or um, Hittites, <laughs> then they should be very familiar with the uh, two or four wheel chariots <laughs> pulled by horses it's a way to get from A to B and isn't that what relationships are they're yeah. just a way to get your life and enjoy the ride I would say call Larry the chariot I love it and also like my mom <laughs> my mom got married at 64 right I remember time in her life right and so she she my, my dad and her divorced when I was two. And then they, and then so when she was 30, I don't know, five or something, mm-hmm. and then didn't get married and get until 64. And, uh, and they, it was like, oh, the, it was wonderful. I was yeah. always so happy. Like he was le- like never, I wouldn't, you know, want to marry him, but no. I don't need to, yeah. you know? Uh, and I was always just like, he would help her up the stairs. And I was like, it made my, it swelled my heart with love. You always describe that guy as just a nice man. You're like, he's just a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm more described. I'm like, he's a man. Yeah, he's he's a man who's there. <laughs> Get him a Gramster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, but right. So he was a chariot for your mom in At a way. One hundred percent. You would have called him a chariot had this have. podcast existed. Back I would have. Then. And when I tried to, exp- and if I had tried to explain that to him, it would not have gone. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a good one, but good for you. Good for your mom. Good, good for, for Larry. Yes. Call him the chariot. Yep. Make it an inside joke. And um, I don't know, go to Wikipedia. I'm sure they have stuff on chariots there that you can you can have all kinds of referential things. If you need more chariot information need- that we can give you. <laughs> We're not everything. We're not Wikipedia. We're not historians. We're just guys who love results and take long walks. Here's another one. Chariot. Good morning, Banana Boys. This is Sarah calling from San Diego, Mm -hmm. and I am currently sitting in front of my ship. I've been in the Navy for 19 years. Cool. I just listened to your uh, bonus sode where you're talking about (laughs) swab in the deck and that is 100% what we call it uh I'm getting ready to weather this hurricane hope you guys have a great day oh no crazy yeah crazy that's not an advice but I figured let's do this one that's cool yeah I'm happy to know I'm happy to have confirmation of something I don't remember saying me too Uh, I'm glad they do call it swab in the deck. Me too. Uh, congratulations on 19 years. That's amazing. We, we, you know, everybody just says thank you for your service, and that's fine. That's a nice sentiment yes. that we can all say. But really, just you got out there, you did something cool, you stuck with it. So beyond thank you for your service, thanks for being cool. Thank you for being cool. Here's another one. 
Hi, Banana Boys. My name is Natalie, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I'm about to start my freshman year of college Fun. at the um, Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. Good school. I know you guys love it out there in Portland. And I was wondering if you guys had any advice for freshman year. I'm feeling pretty scared about the big move, and... I wanted to know if you guys had any ideas on how to make it a smoother transition. Thanks. Awesome. I love this question. Great, because that's a big move, too. It's a big move across the country, Boston to Portland, very different cities. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, by the way. This is very exciting. I'm excited for you. Anytime anybody leaves New England, we get a little excited for them. If we can tick it down just by one person, thank God. I was just in Worcester, and it was absolutely delightful. It's so fun. (laughs) It's so fun there. Um, Um, Okay, freshman year of college. Freshman year of college in Portland, Oregon. It's nothing. First of all, shake the etch-a-sketch in your head. Yeah. College isn't like it is in movies and TV shows. Mm -hmm. Give yourself until mid-October to feel normal living on a college campus. Uh Uh-huh. I also would like to say... And I don't know if this was anybody else's experience, but the friends I made the first two weeks of college, uh, with the exception of like three people, I never spoke to again after Correct. that. Absolutely <laughs> factual. The first three people I thought I was going to be friends with, yeah. including one woman who was the, I think they're called flyers, the, the cheerleaders that they throw in the air. Yeah. The one that gets thrown. I was like, she was really cute, and we hung out in orientation, and then I saw her on campus, and we maybe got dinner once or twice the first couple weeks, and then I never talked to her again. I would see her sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, don't worry about first semester is you are transitioning from high school to college. Yeah. That's like when you graduate college, you have to move to a place where you can transition into being out of college. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's good freshman it's, advice? Yeah, it's going to take a while to find your people. Yep. And so if you don't find them right away, don't worry about that. You will find them. Uh, I would say, let's see, that's the thing. Like you grew up, when I grew up, I grew up in Jersey and it was also a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I literally had never had like falafel, you oh, know, sure. I had never had sushi and I was like in a city for the first time. So I was like just a country bumpkin. Like, yeah smoking my American spirits and eating sushi once and being like, well, that's not for me (laughs) because it was all you could eat sushi in Baltimore, which is not the way you should try sushi. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. So college, everybody thinks about getting credits and classes done, but part of what you're paying, there's like fees built into your tuition that are just activity fees. Go to every single thing that is free. Go to everything that is free. If they do a nature walk, Go on it. If they, if you have a speaker that politically you don't agree with, I went and saw Ollie North speak at UMass. Whoa. First of all, Ollie North was old when I was at UMass, but they're like, he's speaking. And then Noam Chomsky came the next weekend, that's same crazy. podium. But that's what it's for. If they have free pottery classes, take them. Yeah. If they have radio shows or TV shows, if you have inner interest, make stuff. People treat college like it's just studying, but what you can really get out of college is do the plays, mm-hmm. do every activity. There, UMass had a free tumbling night in the gym, Get like the fuck out. where our gymnastics team would be, where you town. could run and jump into the foam pit. You could run across and just you tumble. Had a foam sw- pit yeah. at the school? 
We had a great gymnastics Things team. Things have changed. Yeah, so do every free activity. Go to every concert, even if you don't like the music. I, I Just go do everything that you're secretly paying for. Yeah. And so when you leave college, you go like, I kind of know, like Kurt said, falafel and sushi, great examples. Try every food on earth. But every single thing your school says, hey, Thursday night is learn how to make sushi night. Go. <laughs> yes. And say hey to people. Of course. And uh, I want to I say this as well, because this, this was very endemic of where I went to school in Baltimore. And I don't know about where you went to school. But because it was Baltimore, and Baltimore was a little bit more rough and tumble, and Hopkins was kind of at the north tip of it. It is. You could essentially live there for four years and never set foot into Baltimore. And I am so happy that I was like going out into the city that's and it. doing things. And that was because that city is is like the a college campus is one kind of hum, usually like similar yeah, culture. That's true. And then the city that you're in has like a crazy culture. And please go and like soak that up like do those things i remember going in baltimore went to a poetry night great down near this bar called sharkies mm-hmm. which is i don't even know where the hell me it is, neither never but heard sharkies of was i remember the outside of it like it was yesterday it was a shark coming out of the water and biting into a, a keg <laughs> sounds <laughs> like a metal keg really fun <laughs> i was like this is the best bar of the world <laughs> and they had a poetry reading great and I remember a guy was there. He looked unhoused. That's fine. He was shoeless. Yeah, un- he had a big, a big white long beard. And apparently, he was like a, a a staple in the Baltimore poetry scene. Okay, cool. And he told this. He did a poem. He spoke a poem out loud. I think I've said this before <laughs> you on the haven't. podcast. I haven't. I do not know this story. Where and I remember it to this day. This was twenty five years ago. Yes. And uh, his opening line. He was talking about walking the city, and he walks the city shoeless. And, uh, and the line was, when I walk the streets, the pavement fucks my feet. <laughs> I was well, like, this is the most Baltimore night I've yes. ever had in my entire life. And I love it so much. That's so good. Yeah. Also, if you have to go to the dining hall, if you have to live on campus, which a lot of colleges do your freshman year, right away. As soon as you go, start taking Ziploc bags or start taking little Tupperwares and steal food from the dining hall <laughs> and take it back to your, your mini fridge so that you always have your own groceries. I oh. didn't figure this out till later in Dude, college. that's so smart. Why would I never do that? By the time I was a senior, I lived off campus and I would go, I knew how to sneak in the dining halls and I would take Tupperware and I would just take stuff that I needed, deli meats, yeah. uh, bread, cereals. Because if it's it. not used, it gets thrown out. Nobody ever knew. Yeah. I'm sure I overpaid for it for years. So starting as a freshman, just take stuff. And then oh, over the so weekends, if, you don't, if you're hungover and you don't want to go, yeah. guess what? You have all the supplies you need to make a turkey club in your mini fridge. Oh my God, you're a genius, Scotty. That's amazing. Do it. That's such a good tip. Do it. Just don't hot, waste it. Hot, hot tip. Also, don't date somebody all four years. That's, you know what? I mean, I met... Kurt did. I did. I met, I met her like the, like the first week of school. And then we dated all four years. And then we dated... And then I just thought we were going to break up after... Yeah. I just assumed like, well, well, and then afterwards we break up. And then we just didn't. And then we just were together for then nine <laughs> more years. Yeah, there were good times and bad. They were great. 
fine. But it's like I definitely would have preferred to have had my twenties in my twenties as opposed to have them in my thirties, which is yeah. What I did. Treat college like we said. Do every experience. Do every activity. Take every type of class, but also date lots of different type of people. Yes. It's fascinating what you'll find. Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, I'm going to get to this one right after we take this little break. Let's take a little break. Bananas. an issue at work recently and i'm hoping you can give me some of your wise advice okay um (laughs) i'm a hairstylist and i have a client who has never once made it to an appointment on time yeah fuck that 45 minutes late an hour and a half late four hours late once it's pretty wild but that is not even like the pinnacle of the problem when he does show up he is absolutely wasted he's so drunk and okay i don't know how to have a conversation like a professional conversation that basically just says stop getting so drunk before your hair appointments and show up on time so help me figure out a way to like deliver this news to this guy and if you're ever in chicago i would love to give you a haircut oh yeah good scalp massage done but looking forward to your advice Oh my God, I want to get a haircut. A free haircut? Also, our friend Lily, lead singer of Beach Bunny, was like, come to Chicago. And I wanted to respond like, if you are our guest, we'll come do the den again, no problem. Oh, yeah. I love Beach Bunny. Let's set that up. I love Beach Bunny. Oh, that's great. Um, Um, We should have set it up when she's not. And then we'll we'll all get haircuts. I'll get haircuts. Could you cut our hair during the podcast? Oh my God. (laughs) If we can get haircuts while it's happening. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It would, would, I think, inhibit us a little bit. I don't know. Because you'd have to be standing still. I I find that I just like go into a... Like almost a trance when I'm getting my hair cut and I almost fall asleep. I think it's I because it. we're primates. It's, so it's I once yes. read that grooming is part of being a primate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. What, the way they pick bugs off yeah. of you and stuff. And so I think that you tap into your your old ape brain and you go like, okay, this is what's supposed to be happening to me. It's so delightful. So this is a um, a unique problem. I'm assuming that you text with him, um, and I think you should <laughs> every time he text you and ask for an appointment you just be like i'm too drunk i can't oh i love that <laughs> i didn't know where you were going and i gotta say that is great advice <laughs> bars closed bars open i'm too drunk that's hit him with his own alcohol yeah, i yeah, love yeah. that yeah yeah and every time he asks to set up you just go i'm so drunk i can't man and then if he asks why and he's like oh i'm sorry i'm doing to you what you would do to me yeah i think that's great advice yeah. I also think maybe, well, okay, <clears throat> this person sounds like an alcoholic, right? Yes. Right. So the person- With their life is falling apart. The, and not like a functional alcoholic like us, okay? Yeah, yeah we show up on time. We're, I'm always I'm early. five minutes early to everything. <laughs> yeah, because the and bar- And I drink a lot. <laughs> God, I don't drink even close to like everybody was making fun of me how drunk I was at Splitty in the city. And I was like, I didn't even notice, but it's because I don't drink like you that don't anymore. Drink anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was to me, it was like four vodkas in. Everybody's like, How drunk was this man? I was like, I showed up. I showed up. I, I got there. Anywho, um, I would also say 
that, yeah, if you text him or call him or whatever, you should not give him any appointment times mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. You can give him days, and then you can charge him more than all your other customers. Yes. That's what I would do. I would say, let's make up a name for this guy. Uh, his name is Morco. Yeah. I would say, Morco, you can come in on Thursday, and it's, if your normal haircut's 45 bucks, it's 60 bucks. Yeah. And then whenever he shows up, just give him a haircut. But he's going to have to pay you 60 bucks on that Thursday. He gets a huge window. And, and then if you need to go home, you go home because yeah. he's treating you a certain way. So treat him a certain way. And oh, a second part of this message, which I did not play, was also that like he lives upstairs oh. from the salon. Oh, that and so huge they detail. See, and she sees him like out and about. Um, and so there's also a safety factor I of like her see. walking from the salon to the car, which is like I'm so sorry that that yeah, that's a nightmare is a fucking uh, reality for most women in this world. Um, Price it out in a way that you're like chair, the chair is more expensive now, and so maybe you can dissuade him. Maybe he's gonna yes. go down the street. Maybe exactly. maybe you're setting the fantastic problem. And then if if sixty dollars doesn't do it. You know, just like it just keeps getting more expensive. I agree. Yeah. Because then it's just, he's just like, oh man, I can't afford it as opposed to this person's doing something bad to me. That's right. In his, in his it fucked up. Mind. Oh, living above it. That's such that a sucks. bummer. He's taking advantage of your time and not valuing you. So exactly. I would say raise your value and give it this wide time and make him wait. If you got somebody else in the chair, make him wait. Also, we would love haircuts in Chicago. 100%. And we will be drunk during them. <laughs> but very, very functionally drunk. Yeah. I, I mean, like, we'll be doing a live show that is very entertaining. Yeah. I got through the show. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. You should be proud of Scotty that he was slurring a little bit. He doesn't drink that much, folks. Thank you. Hey, banana boys. My name is Venla, and I am a day one banana mole from Finland. Woo! I need your advice. I'm a recovering people pleaser, and my therapist has told me to practice something called radical honesty, which basically just means telling people in the moment if you're upset about something. Yes. Probably a basic skill for most people, but for me, absolutely terrifying. What a voice. Uh, I had this friend who likes to bond by, big air quotes here, roasting their friends, which just means that they might call me dumb or ugly pretty much out of the blue. No. So they're not great at roasting. <laughs> I'm not mortally wounded by this because I know they're just trying to choke around. Uh, but it doesn't feel too great either. For five years now, I've gone along with these jokes and been like, huh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So now after five years, how do I tell this person that their jokes aren't all that funny? Love you guys, and thank you. Wow, Venla. Venla, thank you for calling in, Venla. First of all, Venla, yeah, your voice is so perfect for telling people directly what you're feeling. 100%. It is the most direct voice. Your English is better than American English. <laughs> it makes sense that the Scandinavian countries are better at what we do than what we do. 100%. And thanks for being a day one banana. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Okay. I hate roasts. I hate roasts. I've I've had to write for roasts in the past. I've attended some of those Comedy Central roasts. I never laugh. I don't like them. I think that they're weird. They're it's weird. Uh, anybody that listens to this podcast knows Kurt and I never take shots at each other. Our friend groups, we don't shit on each we other. We don't shit on each other. It, life is hard already. Yeah. I have I have high school friend groups where we shit on each other a little bit. And I think it's based in the fact that 
we became friends when we were children. That's right. And it's still ingrained in the way we interact with each other. And we've been slowly coming out of it, but it's a very <laughs> yeah. childish yeah. way to well, it's interact. Because you're insecure with when you're young, so you're just trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. you're climbing the totem pole versus exactly. each other. Yeah. Um, so what I would do, I'm definitely more evil than you are, Venela, is if you get the same sort of insults from this group of friends. The guys that are roasting you, if they're saying that you're ugly or whatever they're saying that's mean, I would write those things down or type them out and print them and I would keep them in your purse or your pocket or your wallet. And I would say on that right, you're predictable and in quotes, write what you think they're going to say. And when they say it to you, just dig it out and hand it to them because then they're going to think you were ahead of them <laughs> and then they're going to realize how mean they are. And so you can put them in their place because no, especially if this is men, if a man feels like he's predictable, that he's not interesting, yes. it will devastate him. Yeah. So my advice is take the stuff that you think is going to come in the next month or two, keep those in a place where you know exactly where they are. And when they say something mean to you or rude to you, just hand them the <laughs> card of basically what they said and with, I knew you were going to say this, or I knew you were going to say that and just let them sit with it and be like, Oh, come on. Be like, you're predictable. Yeah. It will crush them. It will crush them, and and my and also my advice too would just be like straight up in the moment, just be like, "Did you know that you do that all the time and it doesn't feel good?" That's all that you have to say, and it will stop. I believe. I agree. Yeah, and then if it doesn't stop, my suggestion is an air horn, mm. um, from little like, air horn. Yeah, Oof. and you carry, and they're tiny. They do make small ones. They get little ones. You keep them in your pocket, and as soon as there's an insult. And then you don't have, like, once you've said it, then you just, and you'd be like, and in the future, Ooh, every yeah. time you insult me, I'm going to air horn you. Pavlovian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they're just like, and uh, and Venlo over here with her wonderful English. Yep. Yeah. Nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. But yeah, I think uh, also if these people are truly your best friends, if you say it once, They'll they should shut it. it down. And yeah, if they're exactly. not, just move away. If it tickles, laugh. If it smells, walk away from it. That's what I always say. And also just remember to that it's coming from like a deeply insecure and childish place. Yeah. And so, you know, you could expect maybe a little bit of pushback because... They're they're acting from like a child part of their psyche, um, but I think you appeal to the adult part of their psyche. Yes, that's um, fun. Yeah, I wonder if you could keep like "Cool in the Gang" celebration right on the chorus uh, on your phone, like uh -huh. a, just a little what an audio clip, and whenever anybody insults you, you you just play it as loud as you can on your phone and just say thank you so much. And then people are going to be like, this is strange behavior. What are you doing? And then just play it again. Keep playing Celebration by Cool and the Gang until they get the drift that they're being very boring and you're a party of one. Uh, here's a, here's our God, last one. I love Venla's voice so Thank much. you, Venla, for being a banana animal. A Finnish banana animal. Here it is. Hey, banana boys. Okay, Ooh. so I need some advice. Okay. Um... My partner was a camp kid. Like, he went to camp every year. He was a counselor every year. So he loves his camp songs. And every once in a while, he sings one and gets stuck in my head. And I have had one um, about this moose who drinks juice. And he Good. drinks juice with care. But he spills it in his hair. And now he's a sticky, sticky moose. 
Um, and the moose's name is Fred, by the way. I have had this song about this sticky, juice-drinking moose named Fred stuck in my head for a week straight. Okay. A full week straight. How do I get it out of my head? I've tried everything, and I can't. Please send help. I need this moose out of my brain. Thank you so much. Oh, by the way, my name's Carrie. <laughs> right hey, yeah. Carrie. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Thank you for, for calling in. I wonder, is your partner just out of the blue singing cat songs? <laughs> or do you have children? Because if he's out of the blue singing camp songs, I'm not saying get rid of them. <laughs> no, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. Camp's very fun. But you can maybe ban those songs from your house. When I was at Camp Talk, the great Camp Talk in Moncton, Maryland. I cannot believe it's I, called that. There, Okay, you know the movie Wet Hot American Summer. I sure do, pal. So Christopher Maloney plays the cook yeah. who's yeah. Vietnam vet, mm-hmm. shell-shocked. Yeah, he's always talking to a can. Talks to a can, says a lot of weird things. Yeah. So we had a guy like that at Talk. Okay. And his thing was he would put a cereal bowl on a stuffed moose's head. And then if you took that bowl off, he would notice at some point during the day and he would wait for all the camp camp counselors and all the campers to be eating dinner. And he would come out and slowly look at everybody with a bowl on his in his hand and then put it back on the taxidermy moose's head right in the middle. And then he would walk back in the kitchen. (laughs) So camp. That's what he would do, and he would he would do it in a kind of a threatening way, like don't touch the bowl, the funny hat I put on my one moose friend. So when I saw Wet Hot, I was laughing so hard. I'm like, I know who that dude is. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh man, and also so earworms are incredibly hard. Carrie, I've had the Eric Clapton song from The Color of Money. It's in the way that you use it stuck in my head for 25 years. <laughs> I don't like the song. I don't the movie's fine. I don't like Eric Clapton that much. <laughs> I, I think he's kind of a jerk. But that song from that soundtrack has been stuck in my head like in my downtime when I'm walking by myself when I'm yeah. not li- that song will snap into my head. So Dude. I won't be good at giving advice. I have the same thing with White Snakes, Here I Go Again on my own. Really? Yeah. Similar. Uh, and it started when I was uh, <laughs> I was in the woods by myself for a month when I was 22. And, uh, and it was an appropriate song to get stuck there. Like, here I go again on my own. Yes. You know? And uh, and it just didn't stop for a full month, and now has that's like kind of my default one. Mm. Um, okay, I have something clicked to mind when you were saying this. So I know an actor who's also a great acting teacher in New York named Josh Pice, mm-hmm. P A I S. If anybody saw Paul T. Goldman, yep, he was the guy that played Paul T. Goldman. Where oh. they were like, "Hey, you want to play it more like Paul?" And then he started looking so much like him. It <laughs> yes, stole he was the so show. Good. He was so good. That guy is a great, great, great actor. Yeah. Anyways, part of his acting class is we all do this, and you're sitting in a room with people, and you've been there for hours, and you start to get. You start to daydream. Yeah. You start to. His thing was in acting class. If you stop paying attention to the scene or what you're supposed to be doing, and you lose concentration, as soon as you realize it, you say out loud, "I'm back." You just go, "I'm back," 
And then it pulls you in and lets everybody else in class who might have also been daydreaming kind of snap to attention too. Wow. So okay. I think we should give Carrie something she should say. Yes. As soon as the moose is loose and his name is Juice or whatever, she should have something that the moment it happens, she says aloud, no yeah. matter where she is. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead a, of, I'm a back. A short phrase. Maybe it's maybe it's Banana Boys bringing beavers back to Baltimore. Ooh. Maybe that's what you have to say. You say, Banana Boys bring beavers back to Baltimore. Yeah. Banana Boys are bringing beavers back to Baltimore. And if you say that out loud and people go, what? I guarantee you're not going to be thinking of that song anymore. Yeah, you're not, because you're going to have to explain Banana Boys bringing beavers back to Baltimore. So even if in, when you're around, even if that becomes Banana Boys, we're happy with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as soon as your mind starts to play Agreed. that little song, just say, Banana Boys are bringing beavers back to Baltimore. And if you don't have the time, just say, Banana Boys. Yeah. And people are going to go, what'd you say? And you're instantly not thinking of that song anymore. And um, and if that doesn't work, you can always look up the 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS song. Oh, boy. Um, which will really <laughs> it's not a, going anywhere. bore a hole through whatever else <laughs> you got in your <laughs> cars for kids. Man, whoever wrote that jingle was maybe a genius. Yeah, maybe or a, a psychopath. Or a Beethoven-level genius or Jeffrey Dahmer-level psychopath. <laughs> Uh, well, that was all our bonus. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, this was a delight. This was a delight. Send them in. Uh, you don't have to leave your name if you don't yeah. want, but you're also welcome to. We will respond. And we're doing another one in September. So get them on in for us. We'd love to give you Bananas advice. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.